This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mike Scarborough, www.tigerbait.com is with us now as we move into the quarterfinals in the non-select side, semifinals in the select side. Mike, a lot of the athletes are uh, starting to kind of, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, some guys uh, come up that are kind of borderline, Mike, uh, depending on where they are. They can really help themselves depending on their performances and what goes on. I know you guys were all over. Uh, maybe highlight some of those uh, big performances last night and uh, who's on the rise as we get closer and closer to the state final. Yeah, uh, and, and we're about to have a, a, a second-to-last rivals ranking period. So we're about to be shooting off emails to, to rivals and talk, uh, mentioning who we think needs to get moved up or moved down uh, in the state of Louisiana. Last night we were uh, at East Feliciana to see the two LSU commitments from Faraday. Uh, the, the, the big uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, uh, Dari Rosenthal, who's been committed to LSU for quite some time. I think he projects as an offensive lineman. Uh, he wants to come as a defensive lineman, and at about six eight six nine, I, you know, uh, I, I think he's his future is as an offensive lineman, but he's a project. And then you've got the Scott kid, uh, that's a, it's a rush end, uh, an athletic kid, uh, that um, you know, I, I think he's also probably a, a bit of a project. So um, it, it's that kind of year in the state of Louisiana for LSU. Well, Mike, and when you think about it, could be uh, something that's brewing. People like to keep an eye. We all do, you know, uh, future prospects, big-time players when they face each other. Should Faraday win this week and a meet win, you would have the number one projected defensive lineman in the nation and Amy's Ismail Stopsher facing uh, the big offensive lineman from Faraday in the state semifinals, which would be big. And, Mike, hey, this is just me, but from what I'm told, uh, LSU is in as good a place and probably in a nice lead on Ismail Stopsher. And uh, the young man just uh, he wants to stay home. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I've gotten some tidbits, and you got a bunch of them. Uh, you, you're neck of the woods, and, and I'm leaning on you on that one. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think LSU looks real good there, and um, of course, already offered and took the commitment uh, from the, the 2019 defensive lineman from Haynesville uh, two or three weeks ago. And uh, we were the first to get film on him uh, t- uh, the following week. Um, so, but yeah, that, that, you know, that's obviously we're talking about the positions that LSU wants to not only uh, get some bona fide talent, but also get uh, better and bigger numbers. It's, uh, you know, when you, you look at LSU's roster and you, you, you talk about, well, you, oftentimes if you're going to take a flyer on a kid, a lot of times you're taking the athletes, or you're taking more defensive backs than you normally do because you run so much nickel these days. You're primarily a nickel most of the season. So you need that many more defensive backs. And over the years, if, LSU, if, if Louisiana was down, um, rather than, you know, you're looking at it each year and you're like, you know, you're, you're, if it's late January, you're going to extend an offer to a guy maybe that you think 
uh, can turn into something in a year or two. Uh, most of the times it's been the athletes, and we've always been scratching our heads and saying, you know, why don't they take some more project offensive and defensive linemen and always have those numbers bigger than they have been, but it always has seemed to be defensive backs and receivers that end up with those spots late. Mike Scarborough, TigerBay.com is our special guest, LSU and Tennessee here. 260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. All right, Mike, uh, LSU and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's got some high-profile freshmen. We know what LSU has done. Where is where is LSU now with two regular season games left and the bowl game? We know usually, Mike, after the uh, the last game of the season, A&M, they kind of have the dead period they test. And they have that evaluation where they kind of go out there and they uh, scrimmage once or twice and so forth. Where is the program, Mike? as of right now, looking particularly at the freshmen, whether they're redshirt freshmen or true freshmen, the impact that these freshmen have made on this program and what it seems like and the feedback you get from the fan base on what this uh, freshman group has done and what they uh, – I, I think there's a lot going to be expected of them moving forward. Well, there is, and there's going to have to be. And it's, it's – you know, you're, you're right. I mean, you're at the time of the year where, you know, I, I – you just know the bowl scenarios and the way it always plays out. If you're not in the playoffs or you're not projected to that that bowl spot, that if you're that next highest-ranked SEC school uh, that gets the Sugar Bowl, well, the Sugar Bowl's off the, the deck this year because that's part of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought a month ago it would be an outback bowl. Brian Lazar wrote a, a feature for us this week predicting an outback bowl, and, and, and that, that looks about right. And then you've got an early signing period in December. So it's gonna it's gonna be a busy month of December. But looking at the freshmen and you know guys like Greedy Williams, redshirt freshmen that have performed so well, uh, and then looking forward to next year with that schedule that gets so much tougher and that mm-hmm. that uh, boy, you, you, you know you like those marquee matchups to start a season, uh, but boy that that Miami game next year, I think what do they have eight returning starters on each side mm-hmm. of the ball? Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, that that just that looks like a game you wish you didn't have particularly with all the question marks LSU is going to have next year. A big question mark at quarterback, uh, a running back core that's as scary as, as I've seen it since the early 90s, um, not knowing who's going to be that guy. It, it's, you know, I, I don't think there's a running back on the roster or that's in this recruiting class that can run faster than a 4-6. Um, oh, Mike, Mike, you're right, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's scary. Uh, Rondell Mealy and I were talking about that this morning, um, about how you know how how did we get to this point of not actually having that next guy up, if you will, um, in the program already. Now, and then yeah, yeah. It, the- it, it, Herb, it, it's you look at you know we, everybody that's been around for a while remembers the Fab Five running backs under Hallman. Yeah. Uh, but the big catalyst yep. obviously was Kevin Falk staying home in '95 with Donardo and that really being the first marquee kid that started the kids in Louisiana staying home. And then yep. from then on with Rondell Mealy and Cecil Collins and LeBrandon Tofield, Dominic Davis, on and yep. on and on uh, through the years. You know, I can't remember the last time you went into an off season worried about the running back position at LSU. I mean, no, you I really have to I go agree. back to the Hallman years. Yeah, we were looking at that and we were talking about it. It's just the depthness of it. You know, it's not there right now. And then also the, another scary position for me personally is the quarterback position. I know everybody's high on on, on Miles Brennan 
Uh, but you know what? We haven't seen what he can do. The little bit that we've seen, is, you know, it, it's, it's promising in, in regards to ability and talent, but yet we haven't seen anything that's really going to say, okay, this is the guy, this is the future. He's going to be able to put this team in the right situations and make, you know, march down the field against anyone. So with that being said. Yeah, well, um, you know, and you know he's not a dual threat. And, no, you know, no. and, and he has put on some weight since he's gotten there. How big does he get? You know, and then is a year from now are we saying, okay, he's going to be another Chad Kelly or is he going to be a Rick Clausen? Right. So right. And here's the thing. He doesn't necessarily have to run or even have escapability. If he can actually drop back and get the ball in the positions or to the positions that he needs to, receivers, running back, tight ends, whatever, at the right time, at the right moment so they can catch the ball and then they can actually do something with it, then that's fine. But, however, if you can't, produce in that manner and you also can't run outside of the pocket, then now we have an issue. So then we still have to see what Noel Narcisse can do. Not sure what's going on with um, with the kid from Texas, McMillan. And then, uh, you know, I don't even know who else that we really have a shot at that can actually come in at quarterback that we're recruiting, actively recruiting. Right well, now. The, 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 kid, the kid that uh, LSU really covets, the foster from, uh, from Alabama that was com- committed to Missouri, uh, Jimbo Fisher in Florida State offered yesterday. So, um, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people on the board that uh, were pro Orgeron and the pe- people were pro Fisher and people were loving watching uh, the, the Jimbo uh, meltdown this year and Florida State having a bad season. And um, all of a sudden they got real nervous yesterday uh, when Jimbo Fisher and Florida State offered the quarterback from Alabama that is, seems to be the only guy that LSU's got a shot at in this class. And, you know, you wanted to kick Jimbo while he was down a few weeks ago, and, and while, you know, they're not having near the season right. uh, they're expected, but all of a sudden you're nervous because you know how well he recruits. Hey, well, that's difficult, man. Jimbo, he lost his starting quarterback the first, I mean, within the first 15 minutes of the first game of the season. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, 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 right. he just, regardless of his record, you know how he finishes. All right, we'll come back and Mike Scarborough's prediction on LSU and Tennessee. The Tigers are a big favorite today, and we'll wind things up with our recruiting analyst, Mike Scarborough. LSU, Tennessee tonight here on Tiger Radio, WWL. Winding down, he's Herb Child. I'm Deke Bellavere with Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com, www.TigerBait.com. Mike, uh, a lot going on right now. Of course, getting close. Uh, we are about a month away from the first ever December signing day period, December 20th, 21st. And uh, t- three days uh, from December 20th through the 23rd. A lot of exciting things going on. Basketball season, fall baseball has wrapped up. Point Tiger fans in the right direction. Yeah, go to TigerBay.com. And, and um, we're going to be real anxious to see how many of LSU's commitments signed during the early signing period, certainly because you're going to have a handful of early enrollees. Those are going to be automatic. But I, I seem to think LSU is going to get in the in – the, Double digits, uh, a dozen or so. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, LSU basketball, is it a, a, a high interest rate as you can get? Will Wade's got everybody excited. And um, uh, a lot of guys that I know hadn't stepped foot in the PMAC in, in a long time uh, are buying tickets and even bought season tickets. So we, we, we're, we're, we're covering it full speed ahead. And, of course, uh, Will Wade just signed a, a top uh, five recruiting class uh, in the early signing period, and he's got he's got more that he can add to, in the spring. Mike LSU, a big favorite this afternoon. How you see this one going down between the Tigers and the Volunteers? Yeah, I, you know, you get an interim coach, and you, you never know what's going to happen. We'll see what the weather situation looks like this evening. But 
talking to our Tennessee folks and reading our staff predictions uh, on our VolQuest.com, uh, they seem to think the same way we do that LSU wins this one. You know, something like uh, 35 to 13 or, or 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 whatever. So if LSU goes takes care of business, I, I just uh, the matchup does not look good from them from a talent standpoint, and uh, they might play inspired football. Uh, for Coach Hoke, but uh, I, I don't know how long it'll last if fellas you can punch him in the mouth early. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Mike, thank you so much. We'll talk later. All right, talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.